So he's saying he's Jake Gyllenhaal, the actor. Yeah, that's a major red flag. Um, <laughs> I know. This isn't annoying at all, I gotta say. No. No, it isn't. This is incredibly endearing. This is incredibly endearing. Incredibly. Very charming. 100%. Hey. Hey, you. Ah. Welcome to the Jake Gyllenhaal fan club. Is that where I am? I... What? <laughs> yeah, so... I thought this was an Arby's. So the thing is that you woke up here, um, I found you <laughs> outside at the... Coincidentally, I found you at the Arby's. <laughs> I actually brought you in here because it's cold out. I don't know if you know this, um, so where we are in, in Maryland, it is quite cold out. But, College Park, Maryland. But here in the, in the Jake Dillon Hall fan club, which, little known fact, does exist outside of the bounds of time and space. Yeah, as we've learned. It's toasty warm in here. It's so hot Can, in here. Yeah, no, I do want to talk about this. This is not a bit. It is super hot in the studio today. Just like Jake Gyllenhaal. Just like Jake Gyllenhaal every day. <laughs> not in this movie, though. Not in this movie. Oh, my God. No. Hey. So Nightmare. I, We're talking about a movie today. I am Justin Gross. I am president, CEO, um, CFO, uh, uh, ideas guy, thought leader. And uh, on this week, I'm trying out my hand in um, video production services. And you are? Okay. My name is Jem Miller. I am VP. Uh, I am. Uh, I am UMD. I am. Uh, I am OBGYN. <laughs> That's who I am. None of, the, none of those things my are practice. related. None of those things are related to Jake Gyllenhaal. I want to no, say. No, they all are. Like VP. They are. Yeah. Ooh. I'm Jake Gyllenhaal's gynecologist. Oh, good for him! <laughs> I work so, real hard. I'm so glad he's been getting. Tireless he's been getting hours. his. Um, he's been really um changing up his life and getting the the yeah. the getting expertise his, that his, he needs. Uh, getting his IUD in. Getting his IUD in. Jake Gyllenhaal's IUD. Yeah. yeah. Oh, thank God. So yeah. yeah. Here in the Jake Gyllenhaal fan club, we talk about Jake Gyllenhaal movies. Yes. Because we like Jake Gyllenhaal, except yes. when we, I would say. Sometimes we don't. Sometimes we don't, but like it's in because the guilty. of the movie. Yeah. But I like that we keep going back to the guilty being the worst thing that we've seen together. Yes. And it's because sorry it, to this man. Yeah, sorry to this man. I know he is, cared for it so much. I know he cared for it. I know now that I've asked my theater professor to uh, link us up with Jake Gyllenhaal that he might even listen to this show someday. But Yeah, Jake, listen to the Love and Other Drugs one. I liked that one. Yeah, we did a really good job on the Love and Other Drugs episode. We did a good job on the guilty episode. It's just that we hated the movie. We just hated it. I'm <laughs> we just sorry to hated say. hated the movie. I'm you sorry know to say. We didn't hate though. This one. We didn't hate today's movie, which is Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler. This is my. F- I think at least I like Donnie Darko a lot. I this, do. I think, is the best quality movie we have seen. Okay. So far, like, like holistically speaking, as a whole. I, yes. I can. You know, I think I can agree with that. Actually. Yeah. I could. I would go so far as to say that. Yeah. Like this is definitely the most good. Like conventionally good Jake Gyllenhaal movie we've watched. Somebody is looking at us like we're crazy. We are crazy. <laughs> I don't know. You know what? We're crazy. Why, why is but she looking at us? But we're free. We and made. Now she's I, just gone. Made, yeah, I just made direct eye contact with her. <laughs> she's so I hope. Back. <laughs> <laughs> I really hope the sound doesn't go out. Oh, I don't think it does. I think the FM studio goes out. Remember? I don't think so. Out there? Yeah. No, it's the FM studio. Oh. <laughs> I think so. Well, if it's hi girl, if hey, you girl. wanna if you wanna send me an email and tell me why you're looking at us like we're crazy if we're doing something wrong, let me know. Who is that? I don't know. Okay. There's just a girl. Uh okay. for context, uh, to anybody listening, there was just a girl in the studio who's staring in like we were doing something wrong. Like we were animals in a zoo. Like we did something really like we were wrong. Animals in a zoo. Really but maybe wrong. she just wants to talk about Jake Gyllenhaal, and I I'm okay with that. Yeah, I can't stop her. Can, yeah. So 
So we watched Nightcrawler. Yeah, sorry to uh, sorry to the to the listeners. <laughs> sorry so to the sorry. listener, especially if you don't like know anything about the way this. Oh yeah, we produced. are in a studio. We're in a radio in our studio. collage. Yes, in our collage. It's run by our collage. It's run by our by the big turtle in the sky. The, the big, big turtle terrapin in, in the, the sky. sky. Yes. So, what do we have to say about like? Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler. I have notes. You've got notes. I'm so I've glad. I've got quite a few notes. You, I love, I love that um, you have notes. I love to speak off the cuff. But I don't have as many notes as Love and Other Drugs because this movie is no Love and Other Drugs. What it's can no I say? Love and Other Drugs. Where do you want to start with this one? Uh, I don't even know where to start. The first note I have is about the music, actually. Okay, yeah, we can do that because that's well, your area of we expertise. We can just start by describing. You want to quickly just say the plot, I can what quickly it is. say the plot. Lou Bloom. That's Jake Gyllenhaal, by the way. Lou Bloom. Is a skinny, Bloom. Is a skinny blue-eyed, all-American boy. Except for the fact that he likes to do crime, like yeah. steal. But he just steal. Want, he wants a job. He wants to be a functioning member of capitalism. And one day he dis- he discovers that a really good way to do that is to chase crimes around and film them and sell those crimes that you filmed yes. to the news. He's crawling at night. He's crawling at night. He might say yeah. he becomes a night crawler and becomes it, it, somehow he already started out being not very not having a whole lot of humanity and just con- like continues to sacrifice his humanity throughout the rest of the movie that's right. for the sake of capital and capitalism. Mm-hmm. And that's Amen. the movie. And that's, that's pretty the movie. much the movie. Yeah. Uh, and then it goes too far, but it doesn't matter because doesn't he matter succeeds because in the end. Spoiler alert. Um, so this is a pretty good movie. Yeah. I uh, really liked it. I want to actually, I want to start I, with feelings. Let me, yes. Let me start with this actually. Mm-hmm. I tend to associate Nightcrawler with like that canon of like, and I, this is how I refer to them. I don't know if anybody listening will know what this means, but I have a feeling you will. Okay. I associate, Nightcrawler with the canon of like movies for boys. Yes. Yes. hundred percent. Like like it's like male manipulator exa- movies. Male I manipulator wrote that movies. Absolutely. On, in my notes. But what I what I found to be actually really refreshing about that expectation is that it's not really it's not super like that. It's in the I mean, it is a male manipulator movie in the way that like all the classic ones are, right. like American Psycho and Fight Club, where it's like you have to you have to be deranged like the characters to think that this movie exactly. is uh but I think I endorsing think the other thing any with, of the behavior. Yeah. But with Nightcrawler especially, and I haven't seen American Psycho or Fight Club because I'm, a wow. ba- I'm bad at watching movies. Well, I'm a but male manipulator, say, so I've 100% clearly. seen them. But I will say, like, Nightcrawler does a really good job of making you not like Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh, yeah! Excellent job. Like, he's not even charming. No. Because like, I, I, I could see people falling into the trap of liking, like, uh, Christian Bale in American Psycho mm-hmm. or liking Brad Pitt in Fight Club because, yes. like, they're hot. They're, they're really hot. They're really hot. They're hot. They're like superficially charming. Yes. They're hyper masculine. So it's like yes. every, they're they're desirable in many 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 ways. Jake and like I I do attribute a lot of this to Jake. Yes. Jake makes sure that there is no room for this that. This is also in I think, one, one of Jake's best movies. Was he nominated for an Oscar? Absolutely. Know... Oh, absolutely not. That's the big controversy. Is very oh, much no. He was not. I know something about this movie was nominated for. It was it cinematography I, I think or something? Screenplay. That's fair because the up. the script it's very scripty. Uh, which I I like it. I think that's a pro. I agree. Yes. So since you brought that up, I might as well say the notes I have about Jake Gyllenhaal's Please go right ahead. acting. Um, and the writing for this character, any other actor would play it pretty much oh. exactly like Patrick Bateman. Yes. Can we please talk about this? Okay. I kept saying this to myself out loud while we were watching. While I was watching it, there is a dark timeline um, of our universe, like our universe, but maybe a little bit worse, but not better, where this role was played by Jared Leto. Oh. I believe that oh. there was there is a universe oh, no, where no, this no, no, no. where but this yeah. character this was character played by, was Jared, played by Jared, Leto. Jared Leto and it was a nightmare. And it was so much worse. And he played it like how he played the Joker. The first thing I thought when we saw like we didn't okay because what I really appreciated is that obviously for those of you who don't know, Jake Gyllenhaal goes through like a very major physical transformation 
to play Lou Bloom in this movie. He, he, he's, his skinification he's, journey. His skintification journey. <laughs> he's so skinty in this so movie. Small. He's so he's Can't so even see him with the human eye. F Blue Lives, Jake Gyllenhaal skinny. Yeah. That's what mm-hmm. we have to say about Jake mm-hmm. Gyllenhaal in Nightcrawler. Yeah. But what I like about this is that like it doesn't really call attention to itself. You know no. what I mean? Whereas if this were a Jared Leto role and I said this out loud, like you remember the scene like kind of early in the movie where he's like He's at the TV and he's kind of, I think he's sitting in like a robe and you can see his chest, but like not a whole lot else. Uh-huh. If this was a Jared Leto, Jared Leto role, he'd be you would bare see, naked. You would see, he would be you would bare, see everything. You, you would see, you'd see, you would see uh, all of it. Skinny genitals. He would bear you'd it see all. Everything. You'd see his skinny penis. I... <laughs> how he, how he cut inches off of his, off of his genitalia. But only in girth. <laughs> but only in girth, not in length. Not in length. To 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 show how much of a transformation he was willing the to go through. One thing I movie. do, I will say, is like he didn't need to change his physicality no, he did for not. this movie and at I, all. Because all the the everything I was that that made him creepy to me was his physical acting yes. and a really fantastic makeup job. Yeah. Ooh, makeup job. Tell, tell me about the makeup job. I mean, you just look at him. He's got this. There's definitely uh, some work to make him look scarier. Under right. eyes, mm-hmm. really, really, really sunk in these huge cheekbones. Sure. Just looking like a skeleton. Yes. Really? Looking like a skeleton yeah. for sure. You didn't need to lose that much weight no, to look scary. you didn't. And that, and that's the thing that will always kind of get me about these like dude, and this is the, a, a movie for voice thing, this, these like dude method performances where you have to embody the physical transformation in your real life. It's like, yeah. you as an actor are only responsible Jake's to do it while you're on the Jake's also got creepy little eyes. But yeah, he's got creepy eyes. He's got the scariest eyes known to me. scariest well, okay. eyes. It can be scary when he predator, wants them to be scary. Predator. predator. Uh, he, predator and it can animal. also be uh, alluring when but he wants them to be. It can also be, be so be. kind. Those eyes and very so sensual, kind. like in Love and Other Drugs. Exactly. I also want to say something. Uh, since we're talking about how charming he is, mm-hmm. uh, in, in, in this character, he's more manipulative, but oh, he kind of, yeah. he's still, he's like this weird balance between like terrifying and charming, which mm-hmm. is definitely what's important about this character is you can't play him too charming. No. Because he is. Which is, which, which is, again, is I like, think what Jared Leto would have done. Yes. You can't play him too charming, but Jared Leto also would have played him as Jared Leto Joker, which yes, is just yeah. weird freak. He's not a good actor. That's Jared Leto. Jake we, Gyllenhaal's a great actor. You know, when we talk, I've already seen House of Gucci. Justin has, and I saw an early screening. We we're, have, we're we will have a it. lot to talk about we're Jared talk Leto. About it. Yeah. Um, Here's my theory. So j- j- there's also a specifically a scene towards the end of the movie uh, where uh, Lou Bloom, Lou goes into the, the stew, stew Cooking bloom, if stew. you will. Stew bloom. That's, you're a genius. <laughs> I'm a genius. You're a genius. I'm a genius. He goes into the uh, the radio station. or Nope. News station. Television news. The news station. This is radio. That's right. And we are hoping that Jake Gyllenhaal comes into our radio station, but yeah. not here. He could not also today. call in. He could. Do we have the phone set up? We could make it set up. For we Jake, could do anything. For Jake, we can do anything. We can, you know, technology knows no bounds. That's so true. For oh. Jake Gyllenhaal. When you're right, you're right. You're just so on it today. I am. Get used to it. I, <laughs> I will. Okay. I will. Thank you. I will. So my point is, uh, he goes into the radio station. He's extra charming. He's like, yo, Brenda. Oh, yeah, nice boobs. Yeah. I don't know what he says. <laughs> I don't remember what he says. But he's like, charming. Hey, I can tell it's Friday because you're wearing that tie. Whatever. Mm-hmm. And he's charming. And my brain is like, oh, do you know... Do you know what this is? What is it? We have entered the JGMCU. The JGMCU? This is the Jake Gyllenhaal Cinematic Universe. What? Like... Because... Because... Here's my theory. Okay. Jake Gyllenhaal becomes more... this His character, Lou Bloom, in this movie, mm-hmm. um, becomes more aware of how... Because in this movie, you can see the cracks in the glass with his manipulation and his understanding of right. uh, what people are like. He becomes more understanding of what people are like and his... Uh, his uh, he, he becomes more charming, super charming, mm-hmm. so much charming 
so charming that he so much charming so much charming that uh he 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 uh he's so charming but he still uh he loses his job right. at the news station and then he's down on his luck you know where he he goes he, he goes go? to the radio the the t but he's familiar with TVs so he goes to the radio station not radio station radio shack the radio shack from love and other drugs he becomes the guy from love and other drugs he goes back in time <laughs> This movie takes place in the 90s. It, nothing about it has to be modern. Nothing about this movie is modern. There are laptops and cell phones. There's laptops and cell phones. That's very necessary to the, mo- to the Shh, modern. Don't worry about it. Okay. There's laptops in the 90s, right? Yeah, but not that good. Don't worry about okay. it. Okay. You don't need to think too hard. Anyway, Lou Bloom, Lou Bloom is the... What's the name of the sexy guy from Love and Other Drugs? What's his name? Uh, it's Jamie like Randall. Oh, Randall. Rolf? I don't know. <laughs> what's the guy from Love and Other Drugs? Roll Doll? <laughs> Rolf, yeah, him. Rolf from the Muppets. The dog who plays piano. <laughs> that sounds a lot like Jake Gyllenhaal, actually. The dog who plays piano. Yeah, he yeah, could be. He Does could. he play piano? Probably. He could. He's a musical theater boy. I think he, I wouldn't that's be shocked true. if he plays piano. Um. Anyway, so that's my theory. I just had to share that. Yeah. But we need to talk about this movie a little we bit more. We do need to talk about this movie a little bit more. Going back to this idea where, like, he's not good at figuring out how people work, right? Yes. I actually think that, like, okay. So, I don't know if you'll agree. With, I, I think you'll agree with this when I say, mm-hmm. this is a movie about the internet, in a way. In a, in a way that I think is kind of interesting, because it doesn't really directly engage with it, but it's very... What do you mean by this? So what I mean by this is that Lou is very, like, a product of, like, the digital information age. Like, he, he's constantly talking about everything that he learns from oh, the internet. Yeah, sure. That he went to business school. That he's very clearly, like, look... He says he spends all his time on his computer. We don't see a lot of this. But it's very clearly... It's very clear to me, at least, that Lou Bloom is meant to be, like, this, char- this like, mm-hmm. explicit commentary on the way that, like... Information a, a kind of has changed yeah. somebody. The access and... to information, but also like the kind That's of hyper commodification of That's that of that access observation has like Justin. has like sapped people of their humanity. That's good. In observation. Favor. So I didn't much. think about I think that. So much. But what it, so what I'm building to is that you can tell like in the way that he uh, the way he treats Riz Ahmed's character, who I will love to talk about later, mm-hmm. versus everybody at the news station, is that he's very willing to be to he very clearly understands people who are above him. Mm-hmm. He knows how to navigate spaces where he where people are above him, like a sociopath. Yeah. I mean, in that in that like that engagement with just him and Rene Russo at dinner, where the, oh, squeak squeak, where they're just where he's just like talking at her mm-hmm. about how beneficial he's been to their company, yeah. even though he kind of hasn't. It's it's mm-hmm. unclear. Yeah. Versus like the reason he's so confounded by like Riz Ahmed's character and doesn't really know how to talk to him mm-hmm. is just because like. He's like I don't want to say a nonconformist, but like he he's, he exists outside of the system. Well, I have I I, I will go into this because I have notes on this. Please. Well, there's a few things I want to touch on that based on what you said. First of all, I didn't even think of that. I kind of that didn't come into mind, but that's, mm-hmm. a, that's a great observation. Thank you, thank you so much. Good job. I'd Here's a gold think... star. I put it right on my forehead. I'm putting it on the wall next to all your other gold stars. How many do I have? You have uh, you have uh. One in, in three halves. One in three halves? Three halves. So I have two and a half. No. Okay. I didn't say that. I didn't say that. Don't you dare put words in my mouth. Did you just take off a gold star because I put words in I your did. mouth? I did. I'm taking it off oh, right no. now. I'm actually taking three-fourths oh, off. Oh, no. Three-fourths of a star off. One and a half. Yeah, you do. That's math, baby. Let's go. I'm so glad I was able to figure math out. Yeah, it's okay. Um. So anyway, based on what you said... Uh, on your uh, your little your little good boy observations, my little tirade, <laughs> your gold star. I got an A plus in film studies class. Uh, something that you said it was, was just now 
was how you were like, well, it doesn't, we don't know anything about Lou. Right. And yet we know everything, which is kind of a theme with the the uh, presentation of this movie as a whole. Mm-hmm. Um, because nothing is spelled out for you right. with the exception of like one montage. Everything just happens. It's not like, hey, look, I'm going to the car dealership and I got a new car. Mm. You just see one day that he has a better car. You just oh, see yeah. that he has something. You just see yes. it. Just I love when that happens in I movies. I wonder that if that's like them that... trying to make a similar commentary that they're trying to make like on news in general. And that like, sure. we, you know, like we don't question the narrative that's like just being actively presented to sure. us. But like if you think about it for more than a couple seconds, like there are a lot of gaps. But that's also a common thing that I like to see in movies sure. is when... Uh, they just kind of cut out, like, the middleman of certain scenes. Mm-hmm. This is, like, something... I also love, like, really snappy moments from scene to scene. Yeah. I was watching a clip of Exorcist 3, also known as Legion. Great movie. Okay. Because, well, it was like a... I'm not going to talk about this. Okay. I know. I, okay. <laughs> Do you want me to talk about I, what I was going to say? So Exorcist 3 is... Uh, the script is written by the original author of The Exorcist, and it was originally called Legion. And then, of course, uh, like Studio Interference was like, you got to call it Exorcist. And then uh, they did all this like, reshooting, and they added... It, originally, they had to add in a random exor- exorcism at the end. It's okay. A, it's a very good script. It's a good script movie. But it's also very interestingly shot. And it, it also reminds me of Pig. Tell me about that. Pig. Tell me about how it Not a lot, pig. But I'd like, because there's moments in Pig where it just like will snappily cut to something really mm. fast. And that is so satisfying because I'm like, you're not wasting my time. Right. You're just you're just showing me what needs to be seen, and right. that that's very but it, satisfying. But it doesn't it doesn't to me. feel like I like it does not feel like I'm missing a whole lot. No, out of this out of that because cut. you don't need anything, especially about Lou. Right. The way he is, pretty much, and the way that he's written, and in addition to the way that he is is physically carries the, the, himself, the, he the way that he's acted. Because yeah, again, I you can't emphasize of, enough that Jake Jake Gyllenhaal is really good for this role. It, he, and I'm, it's and so I, good. And I do kind of hate to admit that, only because again, it is like the physical like weight loss thing. Again, it's just something that. Oh yeah, me I just want to say yeah, I really don't like this culture that we've made where actors feel the need to well need to physically change themselves in order to get any praise for doing know. a good role. I, I don't know. I think I sent this in a in a personal Discord chat that you little plebeians out there in listener land will never be able to access. Um, <laughs> Where I was talking about how Jamie Dornan, completely unrelated, yes. was on a was on a magazine cover recently because he was in the movie Belfast, which we also yes. both saw and also both liked. Yes. But he but the caption he put of he put of this photo shoot when he put it on Instagram was me trying to act tough um, despite the fact that I play pretend or dress up for a living. And it's like, what is it with this thing where male actors are so insecure, insecure. about the fact that they make a lot of money doing something that is actually quite difficult? Acting yeah. is not easy. No. It is not an easy job. But they are so insecure about it that they either have to constantly lampoon it until they can get a hard job that requires an insane physical transformation or they just go straight yeah. to the physical transformation. It, it makes it, me really it's upset. Very, but it, it's also true of like, because Anne Hathaway and Les Mis, like, That's a, true and too. it's kind of just a universal thing where it's like, I think acting as a whole, mm-hmm. regardless, it definitely is worse because of like good toxic masculinity. Right. Buzzword, baby, let's zing, go. Zing, zing, zing. This is going on BuzzFeed now. <laughs> Do you remember the sounds that they would make at the beginning? The little, like, of like Buzz the BuzzFeed videos? logos when it would be like, I've repressed it all. I d- I've repressed all of they the were year also, 2014. They were very major for me. Me too. It's like they like the their logo would come in. It would have like a little like whoosh noise, and then it would like sw- like fold out, and there'd be like a squeaky noise. I believe you. I'm glad you believe me. What was I talking about? Oh, Anne Hathaway. I think an acting as a whole is kind of people are like 
Hey, I, I could get my son up there. He could do a good. I'm sorry to people in the Midwest. He could do. Oh, I could get my son. He could play. He could play the jewel core better than Jared Leto. Could. But now that's true. Anybody could. could play the jewel core better than Jared Leto. <laughs> but like, but, I think but actors I constantly need validation because they're told that like, right? Oh, you're not going to make any money, and if you do, you could be a hack, which right. is true sometimes. Mm-hmm. But like, so you need to have physically have hurt yourself yeah, exactly. or have changed yourself in order to to and feel validated so and we do and so, give validation yes, we, for that okay do well, okay this, this is like place. anne hathaway really messed herself up she got like scurvy or something i don't know what it was but she like got she was like rib it was, bad. it was bad and also speaking to jared leto i know that he was like really really thin and then he did the like horrible like john lennon murder any, movie any, yeah, any. Really fast, yeah, he got out, yeah. he got something messed up too. Mm-hmm. Like everybody's just hurting themselves. And clearly, it hurts your brain because now Jared Leto has a cult. <laughs> so clearly, it also messes with your mind. It also a little messes bit. with your mind. This kind of segues though actually really well into um at least to me mm-hmm. uh, the Oscars conversation about this mm-hmm. movie. So yes, uh, this movie was only nominated for best uh, original screenplay when it Which came is, out. For the Oscars. If it's if it had to get one thing, I'm I would kind of definitely okay with it, give getting it that. that. I do agree with that. Great However, script. first of all, it lost to Birdman, which I think is silly. I haven't seen Birdman, so I Birdman, can't say. Birdman is, it's a good movie, but the problem with it is that it is so, like, about art and Hollywood that, like, of course you guys gave yeah, it gave it to true. that. Whatever. It's, it's technically very impressive. It all looks like one long take, which is what makes it, like, very fun to watch. Yeah. But it's also, like, about, like, it's me- very meta. It's about, yeah. Michael, like, Michael Keaton playing a guy who used to be a the superhero. The classic, like, you know movies about movies or m- movies exactly. about show business. And that's okay. what makes it a kind of frustra- a frustrating win. Do you want to know who won Best Actor the year that Jake Gyllenhaal wasn't even nominated? I do not know. Who Eddie Redmayne that? for The Theory of Everything, oh. where he played Ethan Hawking. Again. Ethan Hawking? Stephen Hawking. You no, silly go- Ethan Hawke. Ethan, Ethan, Ethan Hawke. <laughs> he played Ethan No, Stephen Hawk. Hawking's brother, Ethan Hawking, who is just Ethan Hawke. <laughs> who is just Ethan Hawke. But when he, but he, when he is Eddie Hawking. Redmayne played Ethan, Ethan Hawke playing Stephen Hawking. Hawking. Ah. <laughs> Full circle. But I think, again, this goes back to our conversation about, like, these movies where, where the emphasis is on a physical transformation first and foremost. Yeah. Even though, like, obviously, Eddie Redmayne did not, like, give himself... ALS? No, he did not. But that did not. But it happen. is such an intense physical performance, where and very obviously so, mm-hmm. which I think is what led to the accolades for that performance. Yeah, I have not seen the theory of everything. I don't care. I don't care either. But I mean, people don't care, seem to remember don't care it, about it. So, yeah. Yeah. but Oops. that being said, that seems very like it seems to need to be very much in that same category. Who won the year he did Danish Girl? Um, I th- it might be Casey Affleck. Oh no! What a messy year that was. Mm, I'll check. Oh boy. Um, But yeah, like it. It it just goes to show that like we have this insane emphasis, especially for men, Mm -hmm. on these physical performances. If we want to, can I ask you something? Absolutely. Would you say that men are more oppressed? (laughs) Would you like to say that uh, on a on a recorded? uh, Would I like to say that men are more? Do you mean in the uh, in theater or in general? I, you know, that's, that's up to you. Um, I would definitely say that, uh, men have it harder than women for one. You okay. Can, and I want everybody to be taking notes because I'm going to okay. write this down. Taking right um, now. That white men certainly have it harder than okay. women. Okay. <laughs> I have to stop. <laughs> I have to stop. I have to stop. Um, also the guy who Good. won the year, uh, uh, Danish girl, mm-hmm. Leonardo DiCaprio. Which again, another physical another, eat, ate another, a baby or something. Ate, I don't remember what he cut did. Cut himself into a horse or something yeah, like that. Yeah, I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, physically scalped I saw Tom the Hardy. Why didn't Tom Hardy win for that? 
Tom Hardy. Did he win for that? No, he did not. Tom... You got to give it to some old actor. Uh, Tom Hardy. He's not. Tom he's not even good. that old. Never mind. Um, we need to get a little bit more on track. Yeah, I'd we say. do. We want to pull it back. Do you mind if I? You certainly do. You mind can. if I? Can I say that? Yes. Um, so let's talk a little bit about more of the th- things in the movie. Okay. Yeah. Going back um, to the physical text of the movie. So. One thing that I really like about this movie that I wrote down mm-hmm. that I thought was kind of an interesting observation is kind of how incredibly cynical it is as a whole. Sure. Everybody in this movie, even for the most part, there's very few exceptions. Mm-hmm. Even like random people you see, like random interviewers, pretty much everybody is a, is, is a meanie or a psychotic freak. And the only person who isn't or can't hack it is Riz Ahmed who dies? Who I, I wrote this... I wrote him as Paul Simon because I thought he looked like Paul Simon. That's fine. I'll, Let me I'll know in the comments that. below if you I'll think that, that Rick looked like Paul Simon. <laughs> I don't think anybody is gonna think that. Oh God, Paul Simon looks so weird now. He's also really old, so well, that's that's uh... yeah. Maybe I, that was ageist I, of you to say. Justin. It probably was. Um, he looks a little bit like Paul Simon, don't he? I t- to me, it's the structure it's of the, the face. Hair. In this old picture I'm looking at, it's definitely there's definitely some Riz definitely has some Paul Simon hair. Yeah. Okay. I don't think I you're entirely off Simon. base. Um, I don't know why I thought that. I don't think you're entirely off base here. The only but but like, he's also not he's still pretty flawed. He is yes, at the he same is. time. But, but my my thing is, his death comes immediately after trying to like quote unquote like play Get with the big it, dogs yeah. in tor- in terms of like negotiating with Jake Gyllenhaal for higher pay and yeah. then he can't do it. Yeah. He can't do the thing where he's supposed to I have notes on that actually. He's well, he's supposed to do like he's supposed to go up and film the crime yes. scene and he can't do it. Yes. And then Jake kills yes. him or gets him killed yes. on purpose. Yes. It's so it's it is very, very I don't want to say like cynical in the sense that like the movie is cynical, but like the characters are all the characters very cynical. Are the only people who aren't like a hundred percent horrible are like uh, in one way or another like victims right. that are seen in this movie. Right. I'd say Paul Simon is mostly fine in this movie. Uh huh. Um, don't laugh at me. I'm gonna laugh. Don't at laugh. Don't you bit. dare. I'm gonna do it. Um, and I'd say uh, some of the people in the studio, but even then, they still sit and go along with it, even though they don't agree with it. Right. The biggest being, um, I ha- I spent a lot of time trying to figure out who this actor was. You know who mm-hmm. he is. I who I'm is he? one of four people. Uh, younger than 35 mm-hmm. who went out of their way to watch Desperate Housewives. Okay. Uh, he is gay what? dad number two in Desperate Housewives. Did you watch Desperate Housewives? Um, that's a really good question. Summer after freshman year of high school, I was depressed. And okay. so I saw, it on, I saw it on Hulu and I thought, why not? Do you like and it? Did I? Now, that's a really good question. I wasn't did expecting I like, that question. Did I like Desperate Housewives? Um, does one like... Um, like having your toenails removed. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It wasn't that bad. I do. It was not that well, bad. Well, joke's like... on you. You haven't seen my Tuesday night, honey. <laughs> Tuesday night music club? You is that, what, is that what Cheryl Crow By Cheryl Crow, Crow that's what Cheryl Crow. <laughs> yeah, you should see what Cheryl gets done on what the I Tuesday night. What I am saying night. is that um, no one should ever watch 180 episodes of television. Okay. So. I hear you. It was it was actually not that bad. I actually do um, like Desperate Housewives. But but I thought that super cynicalness was very interesting. Yeah, I no. really I really cared for that. Mm-hmm. I really cared for that. It's it's something that because this is the same director who and we're gonna watch this later. The same director who did Velvet Buzzsaw. I've not seen a film. It is basically having watched it. It's a more outright horror movie, but with the same concepts about the art world. Mm-hmm. Velvet Buzzsaw does having now seen Nightcrawler. Velvet Buzzsaw does a significantly worse job of. Mm. 
being cynical in this way, right? We're not supposed to feel good about Mm -hmm. any of what we're watching. No. We're really not supposed to feel good. No, it's it's very it's very clear with its commentary. Mm-hmm. Here's do you want to do you want to hear my commentary? Please. So I kind of I wrote this all in text to speech or speech to text. I love it when you do that. Um, here's a big brain observation that I'm going to make in speech to text things. <laughs> That's how I started this note. Um, so, well, I'm to, this is unintelligible. Why I'm, did I say this in speech to text? <laughs> <laughs> can you can you like so, give us a, my point? Okay, yeah. Okay, so there is a. It's very. It shows kind of this balance between this the lens of morality through capitalism and those with with the means and those without the means. Sure. Um. So you look at you look at the capitalist psychotic freak that is Jake. Yes. Whose um, entire goal is career success, and then you Im- immediately uh, what's that that word when you look at the you look at the you look at the other post? Just hey, hey, hey. And then you look at Paul Simon, and who's struggling. I gotta stop this. I like it. I do like it. Okay. I do like it. For context, anybody who's because you can't see us, there's a picture of Paul Simon that's just stayed on the desktop. I forgot it was there. You you moved back when you were scared. I am scared. <laughs> <laughs> Boo. He just kind of melted into the background. I've been he's, so busy listening to you talk you. about Nightcrawler. Well, I him and Garfunkel are and, listening. That Art and Paul have just been yeah, they're staring listening. at us. They, they're intrigued. I miss enough of that, Paul. I gotta um, let you go. But the juxtaposition between the morality of somebody who's this capitalist pig and then somebody who's legitimately struggling for money and just looking to make ends meet mm-hmm. makes you think about our society we live in a society society that's what i wrote joker voice <laughs> and say um, peacock and no one bets an eye <laughs> you say peacock. i hate that stupid meme <laughs> I, I, hate it. I do too i do too um even and what's interesting is even though rick was literally manipulated especially in like the final scene where he's offered like the most money seemingly he's ever had in his life yeah he still kind of can't go through with it it makes you think thinks you think, think about morals baby and I wrote, Money this is further morals. proved by Jake just straight up threatening him, saying that if he don't do it, also that's his exploitation commentary, mm-hmm. this dynamic between Paul Simon and Jake Chillenhall is kind of can be, you can look at it if you, in like a broader scale, this could be Jeff B. Sauce. Well, yeah. And uh, Amazon, Here's and what, you look at all that, and it's kind of just a, a it's the same thing. What I thought was really people... interesting was just the uh, the speed at which Jake decides to then recreate there was a word that i just had in it immediately left me to recreate the environment that had already been clearly taking advantage of him to some extent because we mm-hmm. opened this movie with him stealing copper wire to yeah, sell off to some off. dude yeah the second he gets even a modicum of like a position of power he immediately enacts that out on riz ahmed yeah so it's it's, it's a commentary on like how these cycles like re reinforce themselves in mm-hmm. people like who are like the most affected by them we don't know, like, how Jake Gyllenhaal can afford this apartment that he... I guess it's, like, an apartment or, if, like, not a motel or something. We don't know how Jake can afford anything mm-hmm. that he has currently. Yeah. But the idea is kind of that he is hungry to take out what's been done to him onto another person. Sure. No amount of compassion that he, like, can fake for Riz Ahmed mm-hmm. can, like, really change the fact that he just... 
he wants that like it's it's a like he wants that power. Yeah. He, what he wants some... to be the I'm putting this kind of in air quotes, but like not okay. really. The oppressor. He wants to be the oppressor yeah. so badly. Yeah. Yeah. He wants he, yeah, cuz it's fun. It's fun. It's so fun. Um and what adds a layer to this is that what's her name? A uh, girl boss Renee Russo? M- Milf. Yeah. Renee Russo. <laughs> girl boss Milf Renee Russo um who also has an even higher position of power than Jake Gyllenhaal. Eats it up. Yes. So much so that, like, there's also a specific scene that I really like where a guy goes up to her and is like, uh, gives her more information about this one specific crime. And he's like, hey, please air this because there's been uh, updates. And, and then she's like, but then that wouldn't go with our narrative. Right. And uh, even though it's kind of a little bit literal, it still is very, like, uh, it's still very telling and it's still think, it's a good moment. Do you think we're getting a gender commentary on this a gender too? a gender commentary on this that women have more power than men in society <laughs> well yeah yes no, but um yes I the, the kind of way that the second jake gyllenhaal sees an opportunity to grab power over her oh yes he immediately sne- seizes it sex, sex. I, I completely forgot about that he, he has sex with her and it's so like it's so odd. also like, not, nakedly, shown, not shown not at shown at all which I, I appreciate that because it's so nakedly coercive yes and and I I think she implied that it was not good, yeah. Or that she otherwise did not enjoy herself. Mm-hmm. But that it almost like she almost the speed at which she falls in line, the second he demonstrates that kind of power over her, is really it was really stark mm-hmm. to me. I found it just like there are, it's I I don't want to I don't know if this is the right word, but there were a lot of like subtle, more low key moments in this movie. That like say a ton. say a lot, which yes. is what makes this movie really good. Yes, it's um, anti-capitalism curious. I'd say it's pretty blatant, right? Personally, um, let me see. There's also I also do want to go back to what you said, kind of about um, internet media okay, sure, filming. Yeah. There's a specific moment where uh, it's a pretty it's a decently long shot that's shown. All you see is like everything's blurry. This happens a few times actually. Everything's blurry in the background. You can only see what's on the viewfinder. Mm-hmm. And I and it's th- during like a moment where they could both get easily killed. Sure. Um, it kind of reminds me of this part in the Blair and Blair Witch, not Blair Blair Witch Project, not Blair Witch. That's a separate movie. That's right. I haven't seen the Blair Witch Project. Just so you know, you haven't seen the Blair Witch Project. I haven't. It's I, good. I'm sure it's good. I, love I it. it's, it's not even that I have a thing against horror movies. I, I like a good horror movie every now and then. It's just I just haven't watched it yet. Um, it's good. Yeah. Uh, it's again. Uh, it's its biggest problem is its reputation, kind of like how The Exorcist's biggest problem is its reputation. Okay. Um, but there's a line in Blair Witch Project, not Blair Witch. I want to say Blair Witch so bad, but it's, it's an entirely it's different movie. It's easier to say, it's and then they made that. Um, where it's a guy, you know, the plot of Blair Witch Project is they're lost in the woods, and they're lost in the woods, and the only thing they have left is pretty much their camera. It's the only thing that's still functioning. Mm-hmm. I told you Blair Witch and yeah, Blair Witch Project are different movies. Yeah. One's like a, a cruddy remake, continuation, yeah, yeah, soft yeah. reboot type thing. And then there's the original, which is classic. Wow, that made a, it made a surprising amount of money. How much? $45 million. What was the budget? $5 million. Wow. So that that's for, for what movie for what it, was, it was. It made a lot of I money. I didn't think people would care because it came out like relatively recently. Wow. Okay. Well, Not like super recently, but like within the a past, decade. Within the past 10 years, yeah. Yeah. Which is like literally within the past five years. Which was like really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. I didn't think people would still care. Anyway, this is off topic. Um, there's a line in the Blair Witch Project where the guys, one of the dudes, are holding the camera, not Heather, who's the main lady who's holding the camera. He's like, "I get why you haven't stopped filming." 
you look through the camera, it's like a, it's like you're looking through a different reality, man. What point was this? It's kind of when they get lost and they go a little bit crazy. Oh. That's also the whole movie. <laughs> that is the whole movie, isn't it? <laughs> hey, it's still a good movie. You should I watch it. I really don't remember this, but yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, it's just, that's kind of an interesting quote. It's kind of just like, I do think that's also true. Like if you ever go to a concert and you're just looking through uh, the screen of your phone while you're filming something. Mm-hmm. It does kind of give you that kind of weird spooky feeling like you're not there. Yeah, yeah. I will say it's kind of a, kind of true. I'm not a film major. I don't film things very often. So I don't know that feeling very well. But, but hey, yeah, it, it, it it, it's, it's like this weird realm of unreality. Think, that it, it, yeah, yeah. It makes you think, don't it? Really makes you think. I want to talk about like t- some specific moments because we have plenty of time. Yeah. So the first thing is this dynamic with the other Nightcrawler, which ends in him dying by pure happenstance. The other Nightcrawler? Do you remember? the? Uh, so the other Nightcrawler is the guy oh, who tries to get oh, him like to run the second. Oh, a different guy. Yeah, the other guy who, who tries you, to get oh, him. Oh, one of the Nightcrawlers, one of the dudes, one of them is, what's his name? Skitsowitz from Victorious is in this movie. No, he's not. What? Yes, he is. No way! He's one of the Nightcrawlers that's mean. I think he's one of the ones who calls him a twerp. No, he doesn't call him a twerp. No. But somebody calls Jake Gyllenhaal a twerp in this movie. You're I thought that's kidding. Funny. He, I looked it up on the internet. That's not so but so. The internet would never the say anything The internet wrong. has never been wrong or would lie. It's not wrong. But he's there. And I said, that's him. That is him, wasn't it? Because I just, and I know it's him. I'm very familiar with Skitsowitz from Victorious because I watched that five-hour Victorious video. Hang on. What? There's a stunt coordinator in this film. Okay. Or otherwise an actor. His name is Michael Papa John. <laughs> his name is Michael Papa John. Michael Papa John. <laughs> His name. Oh, look at it! It's Psychowitz. You were right. I told you it was Psychowitz. You would never. I'm. I'm so glad that you're here because you would. Ne- Michael Papa John. Michael Papa John. Ah! Michael P A P A J O N. Michael Papa John. Michael Papa John. That's Michael Papa John. <laughs> Named after what he loves the most, Papa John. <laughs> ah! <laughs> Michael Papa John, Michael I want to meet him. Papa John. I want to meet him. He is almost Michael 60 years Papa old. John. He used to be a, a baseball player. I don't know how any of this is relevant. But he's Michael Papa John, my my man. There's Michael some, Papa John, Michael if you're out here. Michael Papa John, if you're in the if you're in the if you're listening, I know you're listening. I know listening. you're listening. I know, I know you're, you're listening. listening. Um Hang come on. tell us about Nightcrawler and and also who who are you? I don't know who this Michael is. Michael John. I have no idea who Michael this man Papa is. John. Shout out to 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 this man. Hope he's doing well wherever he is. Oh, he's got a he's got a milf. I think that's Connie Britton. Oh, Connie Britton. You know who Connie Britton is, right? I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is he with Connie Britton? Is Connie Br- Britton his milf of choice? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry I don't know. for saying that. I don't know. I don't know why we're, this is not. I don't know. Anyway, also, we gotta also, move on I, I want to. I want to. I want to spout off this quote from uh, a friend of ours, Adela, who is listening to the pod right now. Oh my now. god. And Thank she you says, for This is the real Papa John. 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 The, oh, yeah. We, Michael yeah, Papa John, that's the real the, Papa John. Yeah, we're, it's anyway. not what's his face anymore. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. a great quote. Thank this you for sharing. This is the real sharing. Papa John. That now, Michael is the real Papa John. So, hard pivot. Back, okay. to, back to the Nightcrawlers. I, like, I really don't have that much more to say. Oh, I still got... Other than the, the fact, the, like, the scene where he dies... Like I felt oh, like it was genuinely, so good. genuinely shocking. It was so a good. Bit. And usually I'd tell you because you don't care about spo- spoilers. I uh-huh. finished it before you did. Yeah. And usually I'd be like, "You're gonna be so sad when he dies." <laughs> like I'd send you a text like that, but I was like, "No, I'm gonna make sure Justin." Oh, wait, R- Rizzer, Rizzer, um, 
Riz Ahmed or the other dude or the the dude who calls oh, him a twerp? Because I'm talking about the guy who calls him a twerp. Oh, the guy who calls him a twerp. I did also find that scene so- shocking. I will say. Yes. But no. True. When, when that when and he just like up up there filming it. Oh. And he's watching him film it. Oh, I found that that's just everything. A level of harrowing that I did not expect. Oh, that to was find. good. That was everything. I mean, like that was everything. That was every. I mean, yeah. wow. When they killed uh, not Skitzwitz, non Skitzwitz. Psychowitz. Could have been Psychowitz. Oh my god, Psychowitz. That's his name. I said it earlier. <laughs> uh, oops. Whoops. Oops. Don't laugh at me. I'm going to laugh at you a little no. bit. Yeah, like, I don't, I really don't even have like a lot to say about it commentary wise. Like, I was just. It's sh- pretty clear. It was clear, yeah. Here's like, something that I saw, and when I say, so I watched a video by some YouTubers, and when I say who they are, don't make fun of me. What's that? What's that? Um, after watching this video, I, I rewatched uh, the Red Letter Media. Okay. Don't say anything. I'm not saying anything. I'm not even. I'm not even judging you. I'm saying I'm just Thank nodding you. along. Okay, okay, so I watched their review. There's two things that were really. There's a few things that were funny to me. What, what was I going to talk about? I don't know. You said the commentary. The commentary on my uh, brain is goo. It's made a goo? goo right now. Oh, one thing that was interesting so is goo. they introed this video. This movie came out in like 2013. 2014. 2014. Yeah. Introed this movie by saying like, Jake Gyllenhaal's a psychotic, um, what's news filmy guy? Right. I can't think of the word. Journalist. And then they said, no, he doesn't work for TMZ. And then I kind of sat for a second and I was like, he honestly might as well work he for TMZ. Well work That's for not TMZ. really he even a joke could. anymore, no, especially after like Kobe Bryant stuff. Right, yeah. When like the police didn't know that he died. Is that true? That's what I heard. I, it could be untrue, but I remember that being I a huge be, I mean, part I of the story. It because, but also, it could be like a rumor that gets spread. Because the other on thing, Twitter. the other thing again with like that, I think makes that comparison you more. Double check that right I now. I could. I'm, I'll do it later. Okay. The other thing that makes that more prescient, of course, is just this idea that like part of the sleaziness of TMZ is like the willingness to exploit those connections, to exploit these kind of like this like ear to the ground nature to. For the sake of getting that go. story first. TMZ was the first to report death of Kobe Bryant. Yeah, scolded by police. They were the first to do it before this was on wow. CNN. That's huh? yeah, so That is horrifying. You know so, who uh, you know who you know who got the pictures of Kobe Bryant? Blue Jake Bloom. Gyllenhaal. Blue Bloom. There we go. Blue Bloom, my guy. No, the real life Jake real... Gyllenhaal. <laughs> Jake Gyllenhaal himself oh in the flesh. Oh my god. Who's doing that? The other shocking big shocking scene, other than the the the, the big car sequence, which I think was so impressive. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I don't guess. I don't know what I expected. I really didn't think he was going to go into the house. Oh, the, the, I already knew that happened before I saw this movie. I had no. I, I just like. I knew he tampered with evidence before I saw this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I totally expected him to go into the house. I guess it's just these these moments of what made it kind of an effect a really effective watch for me was like there were several moments where I really was just like he's not going to go that far, and then he did. And they actually did go that far. Well, what makes it interesting, the only moment where you almost have to suspend disbelief, Mm -hmm. not entirely, because I'd say the movie kind of gives you good justification for it, was the fact that the news station took it. It's kind of harder to believe than him taking the footage. Sure. Because you can believe that somebody would go too far. I can But it's harder to believe that something that has to follow like FCC guidelines and stuff like that. Yeah, I could even believe, just like us, I could even believe that they took it. I, what the part that sometimes was the hard sell for me was airing it. Yeah, that's that's what I. That's oh, what I okay. Mean. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. <laughs> that's cool. what I mean was cool, them cool. buying the footage and airing it. Oh, okay, yeah. That's yeah. but they still they do a good di- time justifying why in this reality 
uh, that that's something that happens. But right. It's not even I that far fetched yeah. of no, something not to at all. occur. Um, I think in terms of like that kind of this kind of commentary on like crime, crime. And, and race and racism. Mm-hmm. And stuff, I mean, I, we got to yeah, we got to with... loop back around to our punching bag. Got to turn back around, give another round to our punching bag. This is so much more effective than the guilty. Oh my god, yes. Like. Especially the guilty being a movie that, because of like just by necessity, never really had anything to say. No, about policing. no commentary really. This is like in this tri- has lots of commentary without being a movie about police, pretty much. No, yeah. It has a lot to say because at the end of this movie, he gets away with it. Yes. Even though like, um, there is one like a uh, there's one lady cop who he goes in. He's investigated by her multiple times. Mm-hmm. Old melanoma head. Right. She's got a warrant. I'm sorry. <laughs> You've never seen Uncle Buck. No, I've not. Oh, and Uncle Buck, there's like a... The word is melanin, Jem. <laughs> Stop what I meant. Are you sure? Are you sure? You've never seen Uncle Buck? You know this? I love that movie. It's kind of stupid, but I, I like it a lot. The movie where he's like talking to the principal. He's trying to get his, his nephew out of the pr- principal's office or uh-huh. whatever. I don't remember. Uh-huh. And he's talking to the talking to the principal, and the principal's mean, and she's got a wart, and he calls her old melanoma head, and that's something I don't know why that stayed in my head. I don't know why that stayed in my head from, like, years. this woman is insecure about her mole, and we just assaulted her? I don't know. I don't know if that's true. I'm sorry to this woman. I'm sorry. That was hurtful of me to say. That was hurtful of me to say. There needs to be more representation for people with warts in Hollywood. Yes, there does. There there needs to be. And that was wrong with me to say. In these final moments, we we don't have final moments. We don't have five moments. We have like 15 minutes left. The problem is I do want to, I want to give you ample time to talk about Adam Driver. Oh, I'll have, I want to do, I want five minutes to talk about Adam Driver. Cool, cool. Um, I have a few more notes. Oh, please share. I can speed run them. Oh, I want to talk about the music. Oh, yeah, okay. This music is super weird. Let's talk about the music. I wouldn't say it is always effective because it's definitely not. No, it's definitely not. There's like, f- like, what was the, the first thing? So the first thing I did is looked. Up, I looked up who did this music. Mm-hmm. So did I. And coincidentally, they also talked about this in the Red Letter Media Review because mm-hmm. they did not like it. At least uh, Mike did not like it, which is completely fair. Which one's Mike? I looked. He's the he's the one who's. It doesn't matter smaller, to you. Is he the small one? He's or the, the big... bigger one. Okay, good. Yeah. He's okay, not a, he's the, the tall one, not the short one. Good, good, good. <laughs> and. I immediately looked up. So guess guess what huge important cinematic masterpiece that this uh, this guy had also I don't done know music which, for. The only one I saw when I looked up, he did the, all the Hunger Games movies, right? Oh, that's interesting. I think he did. That's all not of what them. I was going to say. Oh, what, 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 what were you going to say? Do you want to know? I absolutely want to know. He does the music for Space Jam. He does really? The, he does the music. He does. Cinematic masterpiece. He does? He's a jam. Yes, he does. What? Yeah. I keep getting further away from the mic because I can't stop <laughs> yelling. Among, um, I didn't look this up. I didn't look that far, but all the, like, all the Gene, what's his name? Gene Simmons? Who's the one with the hamster rumors? Gene Simmons? Is that him? I think that's so. That's not Gene Simmons. That's the guy from Kiss. Richard Gere. Richard Gere. Wow, we could not have been further from <laughs> Richard Gere and who's Julia you, Roberts movies. Who's Richard Gere in? Richard Gere does the movies with Julia Roberts. I thought he was a rock star, and that's why he had the hamster up there. No, Richard Gere was in Scientology, and so they spread that rumor because he left. Oh, I did not know that. You have learned something. I don't know anything about anything. 
Um, the music is kind of this weird mix of like it's like a hair metal at times. Yes, the credits were super weird because the credits yeah, no. rolled. I, I thought it was so out of place. They just rolled like some like eighties like it, straight yeah, to TV really, it movie. It was like really cheesy, super weird. And then this hair metal song comes on. It's like a mix of like songs that sound like like Mike Stokos said on on Red Letter Media sound like the Forrest Gump song. I mean, did you pick up the bongo? I did. There was bong. I don't remember what it part. Was, or it some was... type of weird percussive. It yeah. was just, everything was super weird. There and some sometimes weirdly, I liked it. There were some weirdly triumphant songs. Weird. In a part that I did not think needed it or called it for it. It was just distracting. It kind of reminds me, uh, or it sets the opposite tone I would anticipate wanting, yeah. which is yes. a similar problem I have with Spencer, by the way. Yeah. Uh, anybody who's seen St- Spencer? Yeah, for those of you who don't know, we saw the Princess Diana movie, Spencer, and I think it's good except us, for the music. Yeah, it was like every part of it other than the music. <laughs> yeah, where the, just like the problem I have with Spencer, it's setting a tone. Like, where it's making me feel a, an emotion I, I don't need to feel at that time. Yes. Like, it's making me feel miserable before I need to feel miserable, like in Spencer, and it's making me feel uh, tense before I need to feel tense. Yes. It's just too much emotion The one at thing once. I will say mm-hmm. is that the ending song kind of being this cheesy, this, like, cheesy, upbeat, like, victory thing, right? Uh-huh. And uh, having that same kind of cheesy credits roll does kind of make sense if you contextualize it with the fact that, like, Lou thinks he's won. Or yeah. not even thinks. Like, he has Lou has won. won. Lou wins. He got everything he wanted. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. and so I, I'm not very glad that they did not shy away from that. Yeah. I also, yeah. I didn't finish talking about this because I, I ended up talking about Old Melanoma Head and didn't finish talking about this woman. But yeah, uh, police officer lady with a wart. She's talking to, I'm sorry. I need to lay off. <laughs> I'm sorry, but it, it was yeah. kind of a funny observation. It, yeah, was, it was. It was. It was. Sorry to this woman. But she's she's like grilling out Jake and being like, here's what I think you did. Mm-hmm. But I think you tampered with evidence and you didn't call the police, blah, blah, blah. But I guess what happened was they just there just wasn't enough evidence to grill him. Yeah. They can't prove they it. They can't prove it. I think she he did it, but I just can't prove it. it. And they couldn't prove it. And they couldn't prove it. Just like they couldn't prove Taylor Swift There was Swift no bodies, so there was no crime. There were bodies, but there was no crime. Yeah. And he filmed them. And he filmed them. Yeah. They were right there. And he, he ooh, 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 ooh. Uh, and he did it again. And he did it he again. Repli- he replicates the the thing where he's filming another, a fellow Nightcrawler. Yeah. Ag- again. Oh, yeah. How did I just he catch that? Twice. Wow. Wow. Wow, that makes me sad. The, ma- the power of... S- wow, that s- makes me sad, because Riz Ahmed, who I'm also in love with, did not deserve that for any minute. No, he did not. Wow. He did not. Baby boy, baby. Um, I'm going to speed off some stupid things that I noticed. Okay, yeah. Um, here's where my thoughts on the moments. Uh, there's really good shots in this movie, but the script and Jake is what really makes this movie. Absolutely. Cinematography is fine and really good at times, I like, like the in the co- last I like 30 the minutes. coloring. The coloring, having it be, like, very yes. cool-toned. Was very, it always it has was to be cool-toned so that you can see his blue eyes. blue eyes. I wanted to emphasize how much I liked the script. I thought the script was really good, even when I thought, wow, there's a lot of script here. I yeah. still thought it was good script. Agreed. Um, Jake's, who, Jake's competitor, who makes the offer, has an iron-on shirt. And that's what's important to me. That's good. I thought I that was like an that. interesting touch. He's I got like an iron-on shirt. I like that. And he's called a twerp, and I like that. I like that. Uh, during the scene where Jake is on the date with the head girl boss, Milf, I just love the moment where you can see the kind of cracks in the glass. Yeah. And you see uh, where he hasn't gained enough uh, social... You, you see a moment, like, that, throughout that scene, you kind of feel this moment where it's like, if he doesn't get his way, he might hurt her. Yeah, I didn't think about that, but that's very true. It, it, to me, it felt very bubbling under where it felt like weirdly desperate. And it's yeah. like if, if one thing went wrong and he had yeah. failed, he would have hurt her. Yeah. 
it was very, but also it's very interesting where you see the charm fade, mm-hmm. and he doesn't know, uh, have enough grasp on uh, uh, how, uh, how people work, so he loses yeah. that. He also doesn't blink in this movie. Not very much. No, that's a very that's a very scary. It's very scary. Um, it's very. I'm a, I, I just wrote obsessed with how he becomes more and more of a freak. I do not know what I mean by that. But I don't I know agree. if that's emotional or physical. But I agree. Um, it's also interesting. Uh, I already said that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like there's a po- moment where he goes, actually, that's not true, Nina. It reminds me of uh, what actually, Dakota Johnson said to Ellen. Except Dakota Johnson, but all the vowels in her name are censored because that's we don't tr- like her anymore. Oh, yeah, we don't like her yeah. anymore. She's in trouble. Yeah, she's in trouble. Um, I like that uh, Nina says, I don't give a GD about effing Corona. That's so problematic. That was so bad. It's so <laughs> that was bad. so problematic. How of could you? To say. How could you? In 2021? In 2021, you couldn't give a GD about effing Corona? Wow. 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 Sad. Some world we Some live world in. Some world we live in. The last 30 minutes, you should watch this whole movie just for the last 30 minutes. It's really good. Okay. Um, mm, they killed Rick. I just wrote that. They killed Rick. They killed Rick. Um, I I said, hey, cops, but go lady cop. Get him. Go em. lady cop. Yeah, get, get him. Get him. Get him. And then I said hair metal things. Oh, apparently the actor, uh, Rick, is British. Yeah, he is. What? He has, he has, he, That's crazy. His accent is very um, mouthy in a way where, where yeah. at least to me, like as someone who's seen him in more than one movie. I've never like, seen this man in my life. And uh, again, likes him a lot. Like you can tell what he's else is British. He in? Uh, he's in Sound of Metal. You've seen Sound of Metal? I have not. He's in the first Venom. I have not seen that. I don't think you've seen, I don't think you've seen him in anything. Well, and you'd notice him because he's very pretty. He's very pretty. Yeah, I get, I'd say he's pretty. Oh, you mentioned the movie Network. I've not seen it. Neither have I, but it reminds me of the thing a lot. We'll get back to you on that. Um, and but but Jay, the the shorter one from Red Letter Media mm-hmm. said it is tonally not satirical enough, so it's not I similar do, I enough. I can see that. I can see that. So, and I believe him. I'm yeah. not. I've not seen Network. Yeah, I might see it though. All right. Yeah, one day. Seems good. It won that. It won an Oscar, right? It did. I think for. Best Supporting movie. Actress and Best Other Actress and also maybe Screenplay or something like that. Cool. Can you play the Adam Driver time? It's time to talk about Adam no, but Driver. I'm gonna, I get, well, first we have to do the three stupid questions. Oh my god, we have to do three stupid questions. Three stupid questions. I? Could you fix him? No. 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 No, 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 no. No. Um, smash or pass anyway? Uh, pass. No, pass. Hard pass. pass. Hard, pass. hard pass. Could he be played by Dylan O'Brien? No. Not even a little no, bit? No, not even a little bit. Not even a little bit? Not even a little bit. I agree. Dylan Wigless. O'Brien's baby to me. Oh, sorry. Wigless. What was this? Wigless. Wigless. <laughs> he does have no wig on in this he movie. He doesn't have a single wig. Is that wig? the only soundbite you have? I've got a couple other. Uncool. He's uncool. He's uncouth. He's unsophisticated. He's unchallenging. He's totally unclear. And I have, I have another from? one. It's from uh, an anime. I have another oh, one I think God. you'll really like. Yes! Kill! <laughs> I'm glad that you like that one. Did let you me, make that one? I, I did make all, I, I made all those, yes. Oh my God, beautiful. I'm going to use right, them in, me, in No me, Boys Loud tomorrow. Let me, uh, By the way, if you want to listen to Jess and I talk about the Grammys, uh, talk about music and not film. Not film. I'm much better about talking about music and not film. You can t- tune in if you so please tomorrow. Hmm. It won't let me do the Adam Driver stinger through no, uh, Google I'll Drive. No, I'll do it. I'll do it. Um, I'll, I'll do I'll the add, things I'll that put he it in post. Blow that, blow that piece of junk out of the sky. <laughs> That's what I like when he says in Star Wars. Okay. Oh, that piece of junk. I also like, you I think have we... to feed the rats on schedule or they get sick. That's my favorite Adam Driver quote. six minutes, so you can go ahead. Okay. So I, on Thursday, saw uh, House of Gucky um, and Rio in, in Germantown, Maryland. And how was it? It was it well, was. We'll talk about it next fine. week. I would give it a 7 out of 10 as a whole. Okay. We will talk about it more. But tell me about how hot Everybody did a good job. But we are not here to talk about the quality of this film. We are here to talk about, am I sec- sexually attracted to Adam Driver? Uh, yes, I am. I actually think this is a, a much... I did not think I would be as much as I was. Okay. Um, so a little bit of a spoiler alert. 
He st- uh, Adam Driver's character starts off very wonderful and very kind for most of this movie, and then the last third, um, which might as well be would be the length of half another movie. This movie's long as heck. God, God, um, God. He ends up uh, being a little bit of a meanie, a little bit of a meanie, and not good, but. Since he is very nice and kind for most of this movie, I'm like, dang, he's got such a beautiful, kind smile. And I like his gentle eyes. I also like the wig that he has on. It's a light brown. Like it makes him a lot more brunette? kinder looking. Yes. He looks a lot more gentle and pleasing to the eyes. He also has a very nice suits on all the time. And I'm like, dang. There's also a very good sex scene with Lady Gaga. I go, whoa. Is that the one in the bathtub? Uh, there's not a sex in the bathtub. Oh, she just pulls him into a bathtub? Yeah, she just pulls okay, him into a chaos. There's a scene where it's before they become famous, and uh, she pulls him She pulls him into the, her office. And they work at a construction company. Wow. But nope, truck. Truck company. Wow. And then she makes uh, borderline animal noises a little bit. Not okay, super, great. Not awesome. super crazy, but awesome. it, did, it, did, it wasn't noticeable sounds that made me go, wow. What, what a was... weird wig, wigless. Yeah. Except not wigless. I think both of these actors have right. wigs on. So I would, if you're wondering, uh, my attracted, I would give Adam Driver uh, physically in this movie a 8 out of 10. Wow, that's crazy. Thank well, you for listening to the Adam Driver fan club. And this I love has him. been the Jake Gyllenhaal fan club. Yes. Next week, speaking of the Adam Driver fan club, we're, we're dividing next week's episode up into two segments. Mm-hmm. So we're doing, uh, bow, 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 drum roll please, we're doing John Mulaney and the Sack Lunch Bunch next week. Oh, I've already seen that, so I'll I have watch so it again. I'm excited, I'm excited for that. Um, specifically good. the mystery music segment. I don't know it's anything good. about it, so I'm excited to see how, how it is. Uh-huh. And then, if you can get your hands on it, if you can get your butt in the theater for it, Adam Driver Fan Club full segment next week. Yay, we're gonna do I'm House so of excited. Gucci. So we're gonna we're gonna do maybe about twenty minutes of this is very little work Dumb for Lady me Sack next Lunch week. It's all and then I've we're seen. gonna do House of Gucci, and it's a lot of work for so me this because is I haven't be, seen either I'm of sorry, this okay. no, I'm sorry. This is gonna be Jake Hall. This is gonna be Adam Driver, and it's gonna be John Mulaney. We are gonna have a lot of men. to oh, talk Oh, we're gonna about. have a lot of men to talk about, aren't we? So many, so many, chock full of men. So many men. But hey, until that time, thanks for listening. Can you play the kill real quick? I can. Kill. Thank you. <laughs> this has been the Jake Gyllenhaal Fan Club. Thank you. I've been Justin Gross. Uh, and I'm Steve Harvey. Jem Miller. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. Goodbye. Critique is so limiting and emotionally draining.